ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week of the Food Joint Podcast with your boy Mills and P. What's going on, brother? Changing in there. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. Yeah, so man. busy week, busy week. Oh yeah, of course. There's no, there's uh, there's no rest for the weary. That's what. Tell me about it. None whatsoever. What you eat this week, man? I'm gonna keep it simple, actually. Um, this week in particular, I've been nibbling a lot, just on a lot of stuff because I've been so busy, either at work or doing stuff at home or whatever the case may be. I right. I haven't actually sat down and had like an entire meal. Okay, sound about right. Sound normal. Yeah, par for the course. Yeah, but I stopped. And I grabbed a parfait. Like, I love parfaits. Mm -hmm. Love them. And this one, you know, your typical parfait, you got your yogurt, granola, yogurt, granola, whatever. Then you might have something special on top. It's simple. This parfait I had, the reason why I remember it so vividly, it was four layers. Of granola and yogurt? Yeah. But then it was like fresh fruit on top. Okay. And then they really got like, they got super fancy, hit it with a little whipped cream. Okay. Listen, I was in heaven. And what made it decent for me is, you know, the yogurt they use, like yogurt, fruit, granola, is usually one kind. Yeah. So the bottom layer was like yogurt with pieces of strawberry in it, then your granola, then your yogurt with blueberry in it, right? then your granola, so on and so forth. I got you. I got you. Simple. Simple, but exquisite. For sure. Because, again, it's like when you think parfaits, most of them is already made, grab and go. It is what it is. Yeah. And three, four spoonfuls, you feel like it's gone. This actually like ate like a meal. Like it was in a nice yeah. size container. Okay. To the point where I didn't eat it all at one time. I put the lid back on and then like finished it off. Savor, man. I told you, once you, if you could cook, once you start being able to cook anything, like the simple things make you happy. Like, I had pizza fries last night. And for those of, you, uh, those of you who don't know, pizza fries are French fries, marinara, mozzarella cheese, and Parmesan cheese on top. It made me so happy. I'm like, man, I haven't seen these. Like, you don't really see them. Like, And it's such an easy thing to make, but it's just like, okay, when I see them, I'm like, all right, let me get these, this, this mound of pizza fries. I ain't half. I was so full, and they were so good. I'm like... Let me put these up. Throw them back in them in the oven. Once I, you know, go back to them. Right, right. I, I was never a real big fan of the pizza fries back in the day because I was such a carnivore. I mm-hmm. needed like steak and bacon and whatever else in them. You can put that on there too. I mean, yeah, you can. But you know, I think if you order pizza fries, you just want the simplicity of the cheese, the fries, and the sauce. Like you, I, I'm, I'm not in the mood for any protein in it. I almost got chicken fingers to to kind of supplement it, a little chicken palm Chick- fry. But I was like, nah, I'm doing too much. And I know I'm not even going to eat. I'm going to eat two tenders and then be done with it. Now, so, it would have been different, though, if you had them chop it up and mix it in there instead of getting chicken fingers on the side. I'd have ate less. It would have been like five bites. But that's cool, though, because you put it back in the oven. That's like a whole nother meal. Yeah, but I ain't trying to hold on to fries for like three, four days. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, true, true, true. All right, so what you got for the uh, motivational mic drop for the week? So I have about three or four of them to pick through because as I was just thinking, stuff was coming, I was writing it down. Mm -hmm. So 
The one that I'm going to go with today is stop lying on your hands. What do you mean? People will create the illusion to the masses that their hands are so sturdy in the kitchen that (laughs) everything they touch is gold. You got to all of the, to all of the listeners in here that may be chefs or cooks that may be prep cooks that may have their own thing going on outside and you, you, you're known in, in the neighborhood for doing X, Y, and Z. Right. Stop lying on your hands. Stop having these people come to you wherever you are and assume that I'm about to get the greatest shit I ever had in my life. Then come to find out, man, I could have made this shit myself. The the chefs that buy their jackets off Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> and listen, by no means do I ever want to sit here on this show and have our listeners think that, you know, well, he talking like he's he he he's the bull. I'm not. I am very comfortable doing the things that I know that I am great at doing. What I'm not, I'm willing to learn. I'm already learning so mm-hmm. I can expand, so I can grow right. as a cook. That way, my, uh, my resume builds, so on and so forth. So I don't want y'all to think that about me. But I've been doing this long enough to know that I'm not going to have the people think that, oh, well, whatever they need me to do, I can do. No, I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to do my research, trial and error. Ask questions. Before I tell anybody, yeah, I got you on that. I have to feel 100%. I have to be 100% sure and confident enough of myself to take on certain things because I have no problem. Hey, listen, I'm not the guy for this, but I have somebody for you. Right. Because I think they will respect me more in the long run for doing that for them versus me trying to take something on because I want to make the money real quick. Right. But then I, I soil myself along the way. Because you ruin your reputation that way. And it's always a thing of like, do it right or do it twice. Exactly. And twice turn into three and then three turns into I'll see you later. Exactly. Um, so no, I feel that it's just, it's a lot of that going on ever since COVID. About to say that ever since the COVID. pandemic, yeah. everybody, imaginary chefs have been running amok. Listen, Please sit down and stop it. I don't think platters have been sold more, more any other time than the pandemic. Cause remember when everything was closed, mm-hmm. That was the time to really kill it because it's like, okay, well, th- these people don't have any options besides cooking for themselves. Well, the thing was they were, the market got flooded with bullshit instead of blue magic. I like that. It was, some red tops was horrible. And those red tops are the people who say, oh, no, I make platters, I make platters. And then you sell 15 platters in a day and you don't rob people because you gave them bullshit instead of the people the the cream of the crop instead of them making the money and spreading it out hiring more people y'all just just ran it rampant and ran into the hole in the wall like the the culinary job market 
is so wide open now because people got caught lying on their hands, can't really cook. The older generation then overpriced themselves out. And then they moved on to other things to, to be like, well, I can't even get the money I want from this thing, so I'll move on. So now it's like a certain lane where you name your price. Name your price now. Yeah. And and that's if you if you're worth if you know your worth and you know what you're about. There's companies that are willing to pay the money if they know like your reputation is what your reputation is. No, that's true. So, I also think as far as that's concerned, people pigeonhole themselves to a certain degree because people got their money mm-hmm. and got lazy. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's like is this what I really want to do? You got chubby and moved to Miami. Yeah, because if people didn't get lazy, I think that certain corners of the market that other people were able to take over, they wouldn't have been able to take over. If mm-hmm. these people over here said, no, like, I'm going to do what I got to do, you go sit down somewhere. But it's also like, that's just the nature of the business too. Like, and you could compare that to politics, compare it to music, like the older guard of how they ran things, that time is changing. So they got to step aside or get moved over. So I feel that, man. Yeah. So uh, what you got for us this week? Um, For this week, I don't know. Because I was like overthinking it. You and me both. I was overthinking it. And I was like, well, let me just try and keep it simple. So the best thing I could say is, Especially for us. Okay. Take care of yourself. Take all care, around? All around. Take care of yourself. And I'll tell you why. So over the past two, three months, I've been going to physical therapy. I have had back issues for the past seven years. From standing all day? Standing all day, poor posture, eating hunched over, all of it. This entire business will tear your body apart. And you won't even realize it until it's either too late and you can't do nothing about it, or it's like you don't you just let it go on for so long, you're like, what can I do about it? Okay, I get that. Yeah. So take care of yourself. Like I've done over the past two, three months of just me taking care of my back. I went from walking around at a pain level of seven to eight every day. But I had such a high pain tolerance. It's such somebody else's, like, for me, it felt like a four. Okay. I walk around with zero to two level of pain. And I'm like, damn, I was walking around like that? Right. And it's like night and day. Night, complete night and day. Sleep better, like, eat better. Like, so please take care of yourself. Yeah, That's you across the board. Especially black people. We already got the stigma. We don't go to doctors. Please take care of yourself. And you know what else? We also have the unfortunate when you, you ever watch the commercials and it seems like all the bad shit we get all of it first it's always the lymphoma commercial and you'd be like damn i got all those symptoms yeah like we yeah. get all the bad shit first mm-hmm. so uh, yeah i agree i definitely agree because i've seen it i've seen people in the kitchen look like the hunchback of notre dame yeah and then later on they're walking around in the turtle shell because they have to. Yeah. It's to the point where. Go from 6'4 to 5'8. Brad, tell me about it. Yeah. No, so I get that. Not And, and that's, that's, that's very. It's, it's simple, 
but I think it's something that a lot of people needed to hear. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was definitely prideful. Like, nah, it'll work itself out. Like, I'm going to just stretch every morning. Like, no. I, I got an x-ray taken. They said, yo, because of how your posture is, your neck, the spine, is going the opposite direction. Ew. But they were like, I'm, they're like, the doctor was like, I'm glad you had the presence of mind to come in. Right. Because it progressively could get worse. And he was like, I've seen, and just because of social media and everybody on the phone, he said, I've seen 16-year-olds worse than you. Damn. So he was like... Just because of... Just because of... So the cell phone motion where you're looking down constantly and you're hunched over, that's the same exact motion you have in the kitchen. Because you're constantly looking down and you're looking at cutting boards, looking at saute pans. Everything is that they teach you. Have everything in front of you so you're not scatterbrained and all over the place. Quick... Quick, mm-hmm. um, it's not. It's, it's. I feel like it's a pro tip, and I learned this from exec that I work with now. Mm-hmm. He drives that home to everyone. Have everything you need, yeah, right there, because his mindset, and it's a great mindset to have. Big shout out to exec. How much time can you carve out of what you're doing? If you have everything you need and you're not running back and forth, you're not doing certain things more than once, right? you might take a task that would have taken a half an hour, but now that, that you're prepared before you start, that 30 minutes, you just cut that maybe to 22 minutes. And time matters, especially in this business. That's like, something that I, I really, yeah. that's something that, like you said, they teach you that, but when you have somebody really drive it home for mm-hmm. you and you actually start to pay attention to it, it's like, okay, you know what? This makes perfect sense. So big shout out, exec. You know, a lot of stuff I was like, man, like he keep telling me the same shit, but it's for yeah. a reason. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it, a reason. It, it, instead of doing stuff that takes years off your life, we trying to preserve, like I'm, you know, I'm trying to get to like 80, 90. Exactly. To, yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm doing every taking care of everything right now, um, especially doing this physical therapy thing. I don't got acupuncture. I don't got lidocaine shots. Like I got it all. Not to sound like a weirdo. I love acupuncture. It's amazing. Like I love it. It's amazing. People like so you. You just like lay there and get stuck with needles. I've never been afraid of them, but you don't realize how much acupuncture really helps you. Yes. Until you get it. Listen. I've gotten it before and I've gotten it done where, you know, I say, hey, I got back pain, but they never focused on where the pain was. I would just be so general. Oh, I just got regular back pain. This one, this was like two weeks ago, got acupuncture and she was like, where, show me exactly where it hurts. So I pointed her two spots. She stuck one needle in, bro. I almost jumped out my skin. And then she stuck the other one in, almost jumped out my skin again. And she gave me three more. And I was like, these ain't bad. But they were alleviating the pressure. Right. So I'm like sitting there. She take them out. I'm like, damn, all right. I, I can move. I can. Yeah, I, yeah. All like, right, you, feel good. You almost like, yo, can you put them back? Listen, she could have left them there. I'd have been all right. So that's it, man. Just take care of yourself. So. So. I was thinking about this and I thought it was rather funny. Have you ever had like a moment that started off horrible that ended great? Too many to count. 
Now, is this life stuff or is this just strictly kitchen stuff? Kitchen stuff. Kitchen. This is oh, yeah, yeah, culinary, yeah. Cul- we, <laughs> culinary yeah. arts podcast. Shout out to, you know, congrats to us. Number 38 on the... Uh, Yo, when you sent me that, uh-huh. I was looking at it and I didn't read it at first. I just saw 38 and I'm like, what? And we I like num- the way uh-huh. they lumped us in and put us in arts because culinary arts. So here's the thing. I did that. What you mean? I put us in the arts category. When you signed it yes, up? Yes, I did. When okay. I signed it up. It was purposeful. Yes, we talk about leisure stuff, but ultimately this is a culinary arts podcast. We get into other things because you can't just, our whole lives aren't just culinary arts, but our culinary is art. It's a painting. So that's what I purposely put us there. But it, it doesn't take away the fact that we are number 38 podcast in the U.S. in the arts field. So Off of one episode. Off of one episode. How many we got up right now? We got three up now. We got three up now. We're 38 off of well, one. Well, no, at the time, at the, well, we probably got like five up now as, you know, as we're recording this. But yeah, as we're recording this, yes, we're at number 38. I, was, I want that 35 spot. Because there's a black hero of mine named LeVar Burton that's at that 35 spot. Mm. And I just want to say, just want to get us up to that point and be like, yo, we, we up there with LeVar. And yeah. we can keep going and going. So, and you know what? It's funny because, again, a couple episodes ago, I asked you if you watched The Big Bang Theory. And you was like, uh, not really here and there, but I know what you're talking about. LeVar Burton was a big part of the Big Bang Theory show. Okay. Serendipity. And um, it's like, all right. yeah. And when you said LeVar Burton, I was like, who's LeVar Burton? But then Big Bang Theory. And I'm like, okay, I know who he is. I went back to Reading Rainbow. That was the first thing that popped in my mind. Man, he said Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. That That's, I was like, okay, we here now. Star, yeah. he's Star, he's Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. So we, we up there. So... Something that turned out, that started out terrible, that turned out great. Yeah. All right. You want me to start? You, I got some. You got some? Right yeah, go ahead. Head. Do your thing. I got two. It's better you start. I got two. But but the second one will, will be my tales. Okay. So this goes back again to our listeners that are faithful. We appreciate y'all. The Vessel Owners Banquet. Because mm-hmm. I could talk about that for days. Okay. But the same... Vessel owner's banquet story that mm-hmm. I already told. Again, this meal was extremely elaborate. Now, one of my main duties, I was the fry guy. Okay. And I was the dinner roll guy. Two very mundane tasks. Yeah. But I was doing all of the fries for the entire banquet. Because right. every table, you got potato wedges. Mm-hmm. And every table, you got dinner rolls. So I would par fry all of them first. And for those don't know, culinary term, par fry means you cook them halfway. Right. That way, when you cook them the rest of the way, it cuts the time down. So I par fried all of the steak fries, put them in a cambro with sternos in the bottom to keep them hot. Yeah. Hot box. Hot box. Yeah would take them into the back where the other oven was, where I would then finish them in the oven, and after that, do the dinner rolls. For sure. So 
the oven in the back decided I ain't working today. <laughs> Y'all working me too hard. Fuck you. I'm done. And this oven was old as shit. They all are. Like, like I'm talking about 1960s, 70s old. Not to cut you off. I worked in one place where we had a brand new oven. In your entire career? Entire career. Wow. And that's because I bitched and moaned and complained. So for agnosium. So I you was, forced their hand. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to. And that shit was immaculate. And then I left three months later. So I left them with a gift. That's cool. But, so but, shout out to my guy. If we're not going to have him on, don't say their names. I so wasn't. Okay. okay. I was gonna say, shout out to my guy in the dish room. He was the OG in the dish room. Right. He knew how everything worked. So I'm like, yo, look, I don't know what's going on. I'm panicking because I'm behind the eight ball now. Mm-hmm. I'm panicking. I got to get these wedges fired so I can do these dinner rolls. I'm like 20, 25 minutes behind now. Oh, shit. And that is... That's a lifetime. That, yeah. So he comes over. He opens it up. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, but he hit a couple buttons, looked inside, kick-started it. Then was like, no, you got to do this. You had the top and the bottom on, and you can't have the top and the bottom on at the same time. What? Just you, just use the top and blah, blah, blah. Five minutes later, that thing was piping hot. I'm talking about like damn near 500 degrees hot. I said, bet. I did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I never I never got caught up, though. I never caught up, but, right. I, but I, I made it. And thank God that the temps, the temps, Oh yeah, oh, that was that same that same night, same night. Thank <laughs> yo. Go back to what was that episode two, two or three? I believe. I, don't get me lying, but the temps. Yeah. Shout out to the temps because per usual they fucked up. They fucked themselves, and they was behind, and which you gave time. me time to catch up. So, in the midst of the chaos, once everything was back on track and everything was back to normal. Because there was a process. Each temp was responsible for like eight to ten tables. Mm-hmm. But you do it in an orderly fashion. But them, they would try to take all ten or all the all of their tables at once. So the powers that be had to get them in line. No, this is how we do it. How you're trying to do it is the wrong way. Right. This is how we do it. Get yourself together, get organized, get it together. Y'all not gonna come in here. And fuck this operation up. Yeah. As they should. I got myself together. They came. They got their wedges. Then they dropped them, came back, got their dinner rolls, and I was good. So my night turned out to be really, really great towards the end. But in the beginning, it was a total shit show. For sure. I feel that. So I got two. Like I said, I got two. And one of them, again, is going to be my tail. So the first one... So I'm working at the steakhouse. Now we close during the week, we close at 10. Okay. There was a mother and a son. They hadn't seen each other in like 25, 30 years. Damn. It was great. Like he went to college, got this big time job. He was still talking to her every day, you know, but just physically seeing her, it was like the first time in like 20, 30 years. So they come in 10 minutes before we close. And mind you, I I hate if you don't have a res if you have a reservation, you come in ten minutes before we close. I don't mind. It's when you come off the street with no reservation, yeah, and then you come just before we close. I have a problem with you, like yeah, because now but, now now I can't leave. Yeah, I can't leave till you're done. 
So they come in and shout out to the server that was there. He was like, I know you about to cuss me out. I just took a table and they don't have a reservation. I'm like, get all, get the entire order now. Salad, entree, dessert, get everything now. He goes, I got the salad. And I go, what you mean you just got the salad? He was like, they said they're going to take their time and enjoy dinner tonight. I was in that bitch till 12 o'clock at night. Mm. When I tell you I was pissed off, I was pissed off. So here's the part when it turns good. I'm sitting there in my office chilling, waiting for them. Like, I'm just waiting to send, uh, put out the desserts. I sent everybody home. I'm like, we don't need 50 people for this little thing. I sent out the dessert. He comes back. He goes, they want to talk to you. So I'm like, I'm not in a talking mood. He goes, go talk to them. So, you know, so I always have always have a jacket I'm going to talk to people in and then just a jacket I work in. So I change out my jacket. I go out there like, hey, I was done or everything. Oh, everything was perfect. Thank you for bearing with us. Like That's when I found out how long they, they went out without seeing each other. And I'm like, we do apologize for making you stay here. Like, here. They buy me a glass of wine. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, regular. I assumed it was just regular white wine. So I go tell a server, I go tell a server, I'm like, you could keep it. Like, I'm not worried about it. He was like, they bought me one too. So I was like, what kind of wine is it? He said, I don't know. He said, and he, mind you, he is like a wine dude. And he's actually, he's from France. Oh, so he's like a, a wine connoisseur. Yes. So he knew his shit. He said, I don't know. But he said, that glass is $185. I think you should, you, you owe them to at least taste it. I take one sip and I go, why does this taste like Hennessy? And he goes, it's not Hennessy. I'm like, oh no, I know it's not Hennessy, but it's just as strong. And he said, the glass, he was like, if the glass was 180, how much you think that bottle was? I was like, I don't even want to know. So I take another sip. I'm like, damn, this is good. Like smooth, nothing like how white wine tastes. I drank half of it and I'm like, I'm tipsy. And I tell, I was like, y'all can keep that. I don't want no parts of that poison. <laughs> like I had, like if you, you know how you feel, I think this is what, four or five ounces of white wine. Right. Half of it got me like tipsy. So did you find out what it was? Because no. I'm intrigued now. No, no, I didn't. Now, this wasn't a BYOB situation. No. They didn't bring this in. We had it. Y'all had it there. We had, so we had like a wine display. And of course it goes from your low shelf all the way up. But our low shelf bottles were starting at 30. Okay. That's I know, not bad though. It's not. But I also know we had 2000 3000 $4,000 bottles of wine. So. So, all right. Let me just, let me just ask you this. Rough well, estimate. It's a hundred with $185 a glass. That bottle of wine was probably eight grand. They what? Had t- probably. I'm assuming eight grand. They had two of them that night. Two bottles? Yes. To themselves. So listen, they had bought two bottles for themselves. Out of the second bottle, that's how me and the server got our glasses. And they were on a tip like, take as much as you want. So realistically, between the mother and the son, they both had about $6,000 worth of, excuse me, they both had about $3,500 worth of wine each between the two of them. Maybe more. Because I don't know what else they got. I just know, I know. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. You said they had two bottles. Two bottles. And 
each bottle could have been eight grand. Yeah. So that's 16 grand just on wine. And I know they probably spent two grand on food. That's one hell of a reunion. But that's why like, I kind of had to dial, dial it back a little bit, settle myself down and be like, you know what? I'm glad I could do my part to make their night good. And you was in the kitchen, essentially. So you don't, you wasn't there for the the hugging and nah. the crying and even when I went on to talk that. to him, it was like it wasn't even five minutes. Wasn't even five minutes. But it was like, damn, like, this is why I do this for these kind of moments. Like, I'm so happy, like, I could do that for him. Right. So, you know, that was that was story one. Okay. Story two to come. No, we could do we could jump right into tales now. You want to do tales now or you want to do ask a chef? Let's do tales now because you kind of on a roll, so you might as well keep it I going. Go from one story to the next. Same server. This oh, is a man. different night. Same server. He always he would always do this to me on our spending money tables. He would fuck up somehow, and it would be a big fuck up. Oh shit! This particular night, this is a a table. Some actors at this table. Mm. He gets their appetizers, gets their salads. Puts in the entrees. So he's sending out the entrees. Well, we're getting ready to send out the entrees. He comes running back to the kitchen. Oh my God, chef, I fucked up. What kind of fuck up are you talking? Because if, if it's not a real one, like you can calm down. I got it. That's always my energy. Be the, the calm, cool, collected one in the kitchen. Everybody else will be calm, cool, and collected. He was like, I forgot to ring in a double steak. A double steak is a steak that is 36 ounces. Damn. I said, you did what? He said, I'm so sorry. I forgot to ring it in. Like, So <laughs> my question to you is mid-story. Two and a half pounds, pretty much. Of, a of, so a double steak is two, 30. No, it's just one 36-ounce steak. Uh-huh. You can split it between people, or you could, you could split it, or you can eat it by yourself. So what's the double? No, that is the double because it's like two, it's two and a half pounds. We called it a double steak. So it was oh, one because, because, of, because of the, of the weight. Because of the weight. Yeah. I got you. And he forgot to ring one of those in. As we're getting ready to send out the table, because we have a 15 minute at that place, we have 15 minutes to get entrees done. Garmanger salads have two and a half minutes. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So now the table's getting ready to go out. But now you got to cook another one. So now this table is going to be behind. Yes. And it takes, I said, I said, before I cuss you out, what's the temperature? Goes medium rare. I go, yo, that's already 25 minutes. He was like, I know. And I was like, this is my favorite. We're going to talk about this later for right now. I'll get, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. But we won't talk about this later. This can never happen again. My man, my man, my old head was like, so what are you going to do, man? <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. I got it. I took that double stick, threw that bitch in the fryer. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it broke my heart to do it. But I was like, I can, I was like, I know it'll be, I can get it ready in at least 10, 12 minutes. Take it out the fryer, pat it dry, re-season it, throw it in a broiler, get a nice color on it. I fire that table. He comes back. He takes it out. He's like, that fucking looks good. And I was like, don't fucking let this happen again. So he takes it out. About 20 minutes go by. 
he brings. So we used to do them on a wooden block. Any type of real specialty steak, we would do it on a wooden block. When black wooden block comes back empty. So I was like, what happened? He was he goes, this actor says is one of the best steaks he had in the city. Mm. Now, <laughs> I'm not gonna say who the actor is for y'all to hear, but y'all know, y'all know this actor. I'm gonna say it to P, and then y'all can get his reaction. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, listen, bruh. That's huge. They didn't tell me till after the fact. Bruh, that's huge. Bro, listen. <laughs> bro, listen. So it started all fucked up. Because he's old now. And he's still scary. Bruh, he gave me like six, 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 seven. Prop. Yeah, yeah roughly. Yeah. That's but, huge. Yo, bro, listen. They told he told me after the fact. He was like, yeah, it's some guy named blah. And I was like, yo, you don't know who the fuck that is? Are you serious? He was like, who is he? And then I said them quote from the movie, and he was like, oh, oh. And I was like, these are things you should tell me ahead of time. Like, right. I wouldn't have did it. Right. Period. Right. And the crazy part about it is he looks like his entire life, he was raised on, like, steak and potatoes. Yeah. Never mind. He got, like, a degree in, like, I can't say it because it'll just give it away. But brilliant dude and biggest fucking strongest fuck. Like, so that's part of my tales of like starting oh, it all shit. fucked up, yeah, and then closing out on a high note. I don't even want to tell my tales from the kitchen now. No, nah, go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Tell it, man. Hey, listen, listen. Jeez it, Louise. Yeah. It, 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 they're just tales. It don't, you know, don't put so much, don't jump through the ring of fire one week and then know, set right? yourself on fire the next week. No, nah, just tell the story. Now nah, that's crazy, though. It fucking cr- that's crazy. That's crazy. That's a huge flex too, even though you that didn't one, know. That what the one I did know is a way bigger flex. All right. But well, maybe. there's no tail attached to it. So I, I like I it was you. it was Ben Affleck when I was in New York. Okay. Just well, be- well, that's huge too. Just before they announced he was Batman. Really? So he was big as shit. And I was like, damn he big as shit. And then I would then probably like the couple weeks later announced he was like doing Batman. And I was like, no wonder why he ate so much. Cause he was like Tomahawk Dolo. It was his by himself, his shit was crazy. Mm. And that would have made sense. Like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. He had to get, he had to bulk up. But yeah, that was a pause too, but I let it go. Was it? It was like, he, yo, he big as shit. <sighs> it's cool though. You got it. So, my tales from the kitchen this week, I call it <laughs> A's Place Havoc. A's Place Havoc? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause that was the name. Is that a joint that 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 you was at for a little bit? That yeah. shut down. Yes. Listen. Yes, yeah. I I I should have called. I didn't even. You told me you was working there, and then the first time when I saw it like going up and getting put together, I was like, it ain't gonna be here long. Bruh. I didn't know you was attaching yourself to that. But go ahead. So, funny story. When I got let go from Little Terrace, mm-hmm. I was unemployed. Right. Did the culinary program that I was in mm-hmm. and I ended up there. Shout out to Mom Dukes because she's the one that actually told me about it because okay. her and my aunt would go there for breakfast. Oh, okay. And she was like, yeah, they hiring, blah, 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 go see. And I saw and then mm-hmm. there we go. But anyway, this day in particular, sh- there was an event going on. It was a nursing event going on um, upstairs on the upper level. Okay. Had it set up all nice. 
It was two levels on that job? Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. It was, it was big enough for it. I just yeah. didn't. I no, it was, a, it was a second level. Um, So her vision was, that was going to be like, like the VIP area for when we had events and stuff yeah. like that, whatever the case. Cool. Smart. So Chef... He was extreme, like Chef at there, he was he was smart. Mm-hmm. He, he was smart. He had been in the business for a long time. He was one of those old head, old school guys where he can just put something in, no timer, nothing like that. He would just remember. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is ready to come out. Um, kind of cocky when he wanted to be, he wanted mm-hmm. all that shit. But this time in particular, it bit him in the ass. <laughs> okay. So he had a roast in the oven. Uh-huh. And the roast that he had in the oven, I'm trying to find something here. The roast that he had in the oven was maybe the size of your shredder. No, that's Ooh. a cryovac machine. I'm sorry. The My, size yeah, of yeah, I got you. <laughs> I mean, it looks like one. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Um, the, shredder, like, the shredder behind you. It's but, like sorry. the size of your cryovac. Uh-huh. Maybe a little bit bigger. For sure. Sound about right. So probably like six pounds. Easy. Yeah. Easy. So he takes it out, lets it rest, takes it upstairs, sits it on the carving station, got the um the lamps mm-hmm. on it, all like the presentation. Um, the presentation was immaculate. For sure. Um, but that thing is bleeding a little too much. <laughs> Time out. Hope pause the story. Wait till next week, because I got something for us next week. All right. But just bookmark that. It's just that, it just as just like remember this is a part of like next week's show. So just remember the, blood, the bloody beef. All right. Got you. Mm-hmm. So I go upstairs and I'm like, yo, this whole cutting board is red. And I go downstairs, I'm like, chef, you need to look at this. So <laughs> now, it's okay. Now it's supposed to be not like this. What do you okay? Not like this. So the owner, uh-huh. she's walking around, and she, you know, in her, she she has a thousand percent confidence in Chef because they know each other. Yeah. And if anybody has her back, he has her back. Right. And I'm like, oh, look at this. Like this, this don't look right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to come at him or make him feel like I'm like insulting him. Yeah, because I had a, I got a couple questions about it too. So. I'm I'm coming to him as humbly and respectfully as possible. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it's good. I'm like, you chef, like, you sure, yo? Like, this event's getting ready to start. Like, it's nurse practitioners and RNs and doctors and stuff here. They spending real money yeah. to have this event. So the owner, she's like, just, just cut it. Just slice it, see, whatever. He cut into that thing. That thing was like fucking tuna <laughs> on the inside. Okay. All right. See now, now, now I got a couple questions. And, and I, I'm like, bro, like what, like what the fuck? Like, I'm just a humble, lowly line cook. I have a question. But I saved that event because I'm like, this shit don't look right. I have a question. What's up? Was it cold in the center? It was lukewarm. Ooh, okay. <laughs> bruh, bruh. No, bruh, listen, this shit wasn't done. What happened was uh, he relied too much on 
I know what the fuck I'm doing, had it in the oven, but didn't have it in the oven anywhere near as long as he should have had it in because they started late. You really, realistically, depending on how big it is, you really only need it in there. Okay, it it depends on who you're cooking for. Oh, no, for sure. It depends on who you're cooking for. Because, like, you really only need hour, hour 20. He was cooking for 80% black food and six hours. And it should be no, unless it's a... Now, a, don't get me wrong. A sophisticated, unless it's a, somebody who actually knows... You, cooking, yeah, you know, cooking standards of practice and temperatures, regardless of who you're cooking for, there are certain things that you know we cook it to here. Mm-hmm. And if you're having an event, honestly, they should know or you should tell them, hey, listen, this is what you want. This is how for we... Sure. This is how we present it. If you want it presented, if you want us to present it different, let us know beforehand and then we'll make the necessary adjustments and modifications to your menu. That way there's no, there's no, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's on your salesperson or your catering person, whoever, to to give off the information. Exactly. And like, because I've run into it where I've gotten, I know now what to do. I'll do it in three different temperatures. Mid-rare, medium, and then all the way. Because I don't even want to play around. I don't want it to come back and say, can you cook this more? We're not even playing that game. Dude, you have a variety. I'm taking care of everybody. So. (laughs) No, yeah, listen. They probably didn't even let that thing rest. Bro, she was so, so her thing was she would panic all the time. Mm -hmm. And her panic would turn into anger, Mm -hmm. which would then turn into why are you doing this to me? You trying to sabotage me, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, like, so at, at, at that moment, I knew, yeah, I'm not going to be here long because <laughs> I can't deal with this because the kitchen politics that went on in there, mm-hmm. bro, because it was too many personal relationships and too many friendships in there. Whereas yeah. though, it's like, okay, well, I'm the new guy I'm not attached to any of y'all. So I have no stake in anything. I have mm-hmm. no say in anything. And if shit hits the fan, I'm going to be one of the first people y'all look at. For sure. So let me work on getting out of here now. And once I left, that's when I left to go to the hotel. That's greener pastures. Yeah. <laughs> so He put it back in the oven. He, he better have. He, he fixed it. He put it back in the oven. So what they did was their saving grace was instead of everything being out at once, they spun it like, okay, we're going to give y'all all y'all apps and y'all hors d'oeres first. And, and then, then when, y'all ready, yeah. when y'all ready for the main, then we'll bring it out. He should have did that in the first place. I mean, it should have been right to begin with in the first place. No, I mean, even... Because that was going to be their car. It was a carving station. Yeah, but you want you don't want to be carving while you're giving out appetizers. That's what I was saying. Oh. You get a, they could have just already bought themselves that much time anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, when you That's have... <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> I was That's like, yo, this is ridiculous. But, yeah, that's my tales from the kitchen this week. So, so listen, time for Ask a Chef. And this question comes from Lisa. So, shout out to Lisa. So, Lisa's question is, 
Who's the worst chef or co-worker you've ever you've ever worked with and what made them so bad? Uh, I'll let, uh, before, you, I'll let you, you go first. Uh, oh, this is easy. I'll never say his name because he made a conscious effort to try to make my life miserable. Well, we shouldn't be saying any names anyway, so oh, yeah, don't fuck, uh, fuck him, but he had that rock star asshole shit going on that I hate about most chefs. Okay. It don't fly with me. He tried to get me fired. He tried to get me to quit. He tried, he he went so far as to tell my regional, he's not a team player. I don't think they think this is the right fit for him. Damn. He ain't like you at all. You know what my regional said? He ain't going nowhere. So just get that idea out your head. So he, it was just a personal thing. And it took me years to try to understand, like, what was his issue? And I found out it was my arrogance, brashness, crassness, and talent and skill. Not in that order. It was everything he wasn't. And this story is, I'm about to tell, <clears throat> there's a bonus tales of... He was horrible because he didn't know how to work. One night, regional's there, culinary presence, president is there, and there's somebody else there, somebody that's up there. Okay. Up there in corporate, like, these are suits now. That's in this kitchen. All right. He comes over, and as remember, I told you, if you work Fridays and Saturdays, like, you, you, you're good. You're really good. So it's a steakhouse. Steakhouse. Okay. So he goes... Hey, chef, you could take it easy tonight. I'm going to work the broiler. You do expedite. So I go... Trying to show off. Yes. I go, are you sure? He goes, yeah, I got it. I got it. I was like, you sure? I'm like, listen, I'll... I was like, it's already set up. Like, I'm already ready to go. He's like, just take it easy tonight. Just go expedite. I go, All right. I'm going to ask you three times. That fourth one, you... There's no fourth one. I'm just going to ask you three times. I asked him three. I said, cool. Grab me a Sharpie. Let's get to going expediting. Fire this. Fire this. And like, my whole thing is like, when it's high pressure, high intensity, things are going on, I'm going to make everybody laugh. Just so you can calm yourself down. Okay. So I'm cracking jokes. Everybody from corporate, they crack, they laughing too. So it's flowing. About an hour and a half into it, I'm calling broiler checks. Broiler, table 17, no callback. Table 35, no callback. So I'm like, yo, where the fuck is he? Table 45. So then I go, fuck this. I'm so good, I can expedite and work on the broiler. <laughs> so that was an unnecessary show-off moment. But it was true. It's like, we can't let these people wait. I don't even know. And he didn't say he was stepping off. He didn't say he was going to bathroom. didn't say nothing. <laughs> so we get all the tables out. My man <laughs> that worked salads was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? But he's saying is he's he his English is like wasn't good, so he's saying in Spanish, like, what the fuck is going on? Is this is this no, this is not no, good. Perfect okay. English, perfect Spanish. So okay. somebody else. Shout out to Melo. <laughs> in fact, Melo, we gotta get Melo on the show. I might I'm gonna have to translate the episode. We gotta get Melo on. So Melo's like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, no, you know what the fuck I mean. He said that in English, which made it even more funny. I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, you better go look down the hall. So I'm going to look down the hall. My regional is cussing him the fuck out. Fast forward. 
They had to comp over $2,000 worth of food because he fucked up so bad. Oh, my goodness. He ain't get fired over that shit? A couple weeks later. Damn. A couple weeks later. It was like... But the way... So I had to pretend like I didn't know what was going on. He came over. He was like, you know what? I'll take care of Expedite for the rest of the night. Like, you got... Like, you you know, it's okay. Yeah, because he done <laughs> fucked up and got his fucking ass chewed out by the regional. Bru- <laughs> and... That regional, New Yorker. Really? White guy. Suit. Tailored. That kind. So it wasn't nothing. Kind of guy that have you thinking maybe he's in the mafia. Yes. Yes. He probably was. Might have been. But just talent. But see, this is the crazy part. Super talented chef. He just went over to the other side. He's Yeah, because he got he, he got he he got tired of being in the kitchen. Exactly. So, and that was, that was, he was one of the people I was looking at, like, I want to be the dude in the suit. Let me see what he's doing. And that's crazy because going back, I believe it was our inaugural episode when we were talking about our our career paths Mm -hmm. and how they were similar, but so different. I wanted to be the dude in the suit immediately. And then afterwards, it's like, all right, I got to go back and do this. And then maybe get back to that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I was like, nah, let me, let me be in the shit. So, yeah, I didn't want to be in the shit at all. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it is some shit though, but yeah, that's that's um, that was the one. That was the one person. That was like the worst chef I ever worked with. And and I, we mutually hated each other. We didn't. After a certain point, we didn't even let it hot. Like, okay. why you here? You know, this is my kitchen. I dictate what's going in this kitchen. You stay in the office and do your paperwork. And so y'all just let that shit fly. I was letting it fly from the beginning. For the whole world to see. Our initial and our in, initial introduction was horrible because what happened was the original executive chef got demoted. Ooh. But kitchen politics, kitchen politics. He got demoted. The GM said nothing to him about the demotion until. The new exec showed up. Here's the crazy part. Me being so computer literate, I was on a computer one day just fucking around and I found out and I found it on a computer a month before. So I said, yo, come here. Let me talk to you for a minute. I told him like, the, the exec I wanted to work for. Yo, you see this? He's like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, you better go talk to them about it. So he had already knew he got demoted before they said anything to him. Okay. He, so I come in the kitchen. He's going through everything. He's like, I'm like, hello, how can I help you? He goes, you don't know who I am? I was like, no. I'm How can I help you? Oh, I'm the new executive chef here. Okay. Nice to meet you. What's your name? And he said his name. And I was like, nice to meet you, chef. And I went on, go, went on about my business and got changed and came back down. But like that, it, like you don't, the rock star shit ain't, don't work on me. You don't know who I am? Yeah, like, should I? Who are you? Like, that don't, it don't, that don't work for me. Now, the question is, did you genuinely not know who he was I, and he was somebody and he was like throwing off? Like, how does he not know who I am? I knew the name. Didn't know what he looked like. Didn't know what he said. I didn't know anything about him. I just knew the name. Okay. So, we had to go through all this for you to say your name. You said your name, and I knew, I was like, okay, so that's the new guy. And then it's like, instead of him trying to get to know people, it was like, 
I'm chef. I, like, <laughs> I'm the overlord. No, we're not doing that. Right. We already got a system that works. If you have something beneficial to the system, bring, you know, bring it on. Let us know. But to say that you ain't shit, because this is like, this is like our thing. You ain't shit. You're not good. Tell me why I'm not shit and why I'm not good. You're letting your, you letting your team fall apart. Is it I'm letting my team fall apart or they're getting pissed off because you don't know how to expedite? So did he come in with the same brashness and attitude towards it that Carmi's chef had? No. No? No. Okay. I'm going to tell, tell you what the fundamental difference is between Carmi and that chef. There's an energy and a talk that's attached with I'm the chef. Okay. And it ain't you give me respect because I say I'm chef. You just carry it with you. Right. Right. He didn't carry it with him. Okay. Like when I, when I, cause I started at my, my new place this year. Hey, how y'all doing? You know, is there anything I can help, help y'all with? Like, no. Oh no, 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 chef. We're cool. Okay, cool. Just know I'm gonna help y'all. But it wasn't no like, that's wrong. Do it over. And I'm not doing that. Like I'm not. Right. The energy already read like, yeah, I see you doing it that way, but do it this way. Why? Oh, you'll see. Just do it that way. Damn, that's way easier. Yeah, I got you. If you look good, I look good. So I'm going to always make sure you look good. Right. It's the energy. Yeah. His energy was, I don't know what the G, and that's the thing. I don't know what the GM told him. So let me shoot him a little bit of bail. Just a little bit. If his bail was 10 grand, I'll shoot him $100. But <laughs> shoot you $100. I don't know what the GM told him. Right. Maybe the GM was like, these motherfuckers suck. Maybe. But then that's on you to assess the situation for yourself. Right. Right. And that's huge because I always feel like you should come in and before you try to make something your own, just see exactly, read the room. See yeah. exactly what's going on first before you jump out the window off of somebody else's opinion because that opinion you heard before you came in, that could have been personal. It, for sure, and it definitely was personal. You know years, years later, I found out how personal it was, and yeah. I like years as in like last year. I found out it was the domino. GM didn't like me, so he pit him against me, and then GM leaves. He's still there, so me and him are really going at it. New GM is on my side from jump, and we're both like fuck him, and then corporate had to get involved. Got you. And the GM didn't fuck with me because I'll tell you off here. All right. But I ain't do nothing. I promise I ain't do nothing. All right. All right. So. Who's the same question you used? For worst? me, honestly, there was never a person in my career that I was at odds with like that. Right. But there was a coworker of mine. Mm-hmm. And he's my guy now. Like, like we're good. Yeah, yeah. Like we're like super, super good. But he Yeah, it could be listen, it could be chef he, or coworker, he anybody. Was, um, he was cafeteria, right? He was the cafeteria guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do cafeteria anymore. He wanted to go back up on the line because he could he could really cook. Like he could. Mm-hmm. And he was mad creative. So it was only but so creative you can be when you're doing cafeteria. So then I started doing cafeteria. 
but our the way we work were totally different. So he was organized chaos. You go back there, his station was a mess. Mm-hmm. But he knew where everything but was. But he knew where everything was, but it's like clean as you go, yada, 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 wah, wah, wah. So I come in, my skills are nowhere near as refined as his, but I was the yin to his yang. Like we were total opposite. Like my, mm-hmm. my station was always clean, but the quality of food that was going out, it was different. Now, right. my, my food wasn't shitty, but it wasn't his. For sure. So there's one day in particular, the day in question, he's on the line and it's about to be, it's, it's lunch. It is lunch. Cafeteria went out at 11. Cafeteria mm-hmm. is from 11 to 2. So I'm wrapping my shit up. I'm getting ready to put cafeteria out. I don't have time to go up there and help because he was by himself until the other lunch cook came in. Mm-hmm. But this day he was getting like he was getting fucked. Like it was like it, six minutes straight type shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put cafeteria out. Now at that time, he's one of my least favorite people. So I'm not going out of my way mm-hmm. to help him. But there's been plenty of days where we were both at work at the same time and he would see me, hey, yo, you good? You need help? You need me to jump on with you? Yada, yada, yada. That day, I ain't give him none of that. <laughs> so he thought it was personal mm-hmm. that I was saying, fuck him. But I genuinely was actually busy mm-hmm. in the moment where he needed me the most. I was unavailable. So then once I was available, I go online. I'm like, yo, you need anything? He starts spazzing, bro. Fuck you mean, yada, yada, yada. You see me, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pick getting my ass whooped. You just walk about, you ain't even doing shit. I said, hold on, chief. I just put cafeteria out. I was actually busy, but I'm not now. Again, do you need my help? Man, you heard what I said? So now we square up, like we chest to chest. In my mind, I'm like, I can't be at work fighting. Like, I need my job. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm that thinker. Yeah. He was ready to jump out the window. He was ready to mix. All my homies that was my banquet buddies that was working in the back, on the line in the back, they looking. They like, oh, dude, oh he mad as shit. Yada yada yada. Don't say hey, engineer Jason, believe that out. We don't know who we talking about. <laughs> my bad. I'm so caught up in the story. I know. So we get separated. He goes outside alone and Dr. Cool off. Everybody, everybody's bit now. Everybody's like, yo, 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 you was about to get pat, you was about to get your ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Like, we seen it. Like, like he wasn't fucking, he wasn't fucking around. Like he was about to trash you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> trying to spice it, <laughs> trying to get me riled up. I'm cool. I already know like what they're yeah, trying yeah. to do. But we uh went days at work. We ain't talk, we ain't say nothing to each other, whatever the case. I decided to be the bigger person. I go to him. I'm like, yo, look, man, like this is stupid. We might as well just, you know, squash it, whatever the case may be. And, um, you know, it was what it was, water under the bridge. Now we good. You know, we don't talk all the time, but we talk and chop it up and everything else and all that other good stuff. Yeah. But in that moment, <laughs> in that in that moment. Thanksgiving, take, let's take this outside real quick. <laughs> this could have been past Thanksgiving. This might know. this, this might have been the bull that ain't get invited to the barbecue, but showed up anyway, empty handed. 
Oh yeah, like oh ho ho, <laughs> y'all was doing what we got here. What we got going on here? Yeah. So yeah. not one, you wasn't invited, mm-hmm. but two, you show up and now you you just freeload and it's not as like oh you know shit. I mean let me contribute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it would it it, it could have went left, but it yeah. didn't. And um, you know, like I said, it was what it was, but that was probably like my worst running. Yeah. In the kitchen. Well, shout out to that guy. Lisa, y'all patched it up. Um, also, shout out to Lisa. Thank you for the question. So I guess that's it. Man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm starting to feel some type because you've been coming. Yo, you've been coming. With all, I cannot stress this enough. And I know I got folks that listen to this, John. Uh-huh. Please, shout out to Lisa and to everybody. For sure. That's been sending in their questions. Yeah, cause absolutely. Because we, we definitely appreciate it. But come on. I, I definitely need to... Hey, Come on and shut hey, you. I got a question this week. <laughs> Cause I know since we've been doing the Ask a Chef, mm-hmm. that you're gonna have a question for us. And, and and I'm sitting here and I'm like, let me let me check the email. Let me check the no, nothing. All right. I mean, listen, let's go back to our social media conversation. If I can't call you or you can't call me, you don't got my social media. So there's people that like follow on the page, listening to us. That are they'll just they may not email or his, hit the Instagram. They'll text my phone. Yo, this shit was funny as shit. And then I'll be like, Well, why don't you ask a question? So anytime you know they give you a little comment, just shoot back. Hey, listen, you want you want to help us out? Send in a question and tell them it could be about anything. Yeah. So with that being said, guys, thank you. This is uh, episode six of the Food Joint Podcast. I'm one of your host Mills. I'm your host P. Thank you for having us. We'll hey, see you next up? week. What, what, what we gonna name it? What we gonna name it? I don't know. You gotta name it. I've it, been I've been holding it down. <laughs> what about uh in the mix? Gotcha. In the mix. That'll work. Episode six in the mix. For sure. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>